You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the podcast, as we were kicking around ideas, um, we came across um, the Great Commission um, found in Matthew 28, 16 through 20. If you remember, we're in this series looking at Bible verses that are sometimes taken out of context or misinterpreted. And we felt like this is one that has been uh, used over the years to, to do just that, that has been misinterpreted or misunderstood and uh, definitely used to cause harm within um, indigenous societies and other communities and um Zach, as you um, think about this scripture in Matthew 28, 16 through 20, um, what comes to mind as you uh, look over the scripture? Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to read it because we want the context, right? Um, and then I'll get into it. So Matthew 28, uh, 16 through something, uh, 20. 16 through 20. I couldn't see the numbers. Uh, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Jesus came near and spoke to them. I've received all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of this present age. You know, we, we use, we use that great commission, uh, a lot, you know, we're big on in the Methodist church. We're going to go make disciples of everything. Right. Um, and yet, you know, we're talking about how we misuse text and scripture and pull it out of context. And this is definitely one that's, it's used well sometimes, uh, and used with great, uh, well-meaning, uh, but it's abused quite a bit too. I mean, you, you see it throughout Christian history of here's our command to go make disciples of all nations. And maybe that means we need to, um, you know, colonize and destroy communities and um, uh, civilizations and uh, make people con convert, right? Conversion is, is one of the big words we use with, with this. And uh, we've abused that call to go and make disciples and, and misinterpret that into go and make people just like us. And if they don't adhere to being just like us, they're wrong and we have to do something about it, uh, which means in a lot of church history meant death or exile or um, a lot of things, a lot of harm. And so that that's the real heavy nature of the way we've used, misused that particular scripture um, instead of going and actually teaching people what it means to follow Jesus, uh, to live within that love and grace and hope that comes with that. But what do you, what do you think, Matt? What comes up for you? So as someone who didn't grow up as a Christian, um, this is one that I actually did hear a lot of because I, you know, people would say that it's their calling to go and make disciples or it's their calling to, and even that language of conquering 
conquering the world for Christ was something I had heard uh, growing up in the town that I grew up in with some of the conservative teachings that I uh, was around. And I have to be honest with you, like always a red flag for me is when it's not in scripture more times. And this is one of those, like we were looking at our parallel Bibles before we started and this state, these things are, you know, like this statement is not something that is crossed Luke. Luke didn't use it. Uh, Luke has the Emmaus story and the Emmaus story I think is more genuine than what we have here. Um, Mark doesn't, this isn't even something that's, this isn't making disciples like this is not the way that Mark does it. Mark does, it says, you know, Mark's idea is to have faith in Jesus, not necessarily like, you know, being conquered or, or, and that sort of thing. And then John's just John. John's John. um, (laughs) And so when I think about this, I just, there's been great harm done with this idea of conquering. And we're even experiencing now, now with the idea of nationalism and the rise, I can't even say the rise of nationalism because it's always been there. It's, always, like, been it, there. it's, it's yeah. always been there. So we, we need to recognize that. Like the idea of nationalism has always been there. This idea of a Christian nation has always been there. It's not more of a recent thing. It's just getting more press um, and that there are more people buying into it. It's not the way of Jesus. I'm just, I'm, I'm there to tell you that this isn't the way. And I think of, um, I think of, um, Charlemagne, who uh, literally demanded people to accept Christ or die by the sword. Right. Um, I'm sorry. Like, as a pastor and as as a person of faith, um, someone who follows Jesus, yes, my job is to build relationships with those people wherever I am. But my job is not to make command and conquer. My job is to get to know people, be with people, love on people, care for people. And, and then when they ask, start asking those questions, that's when those moments of being like Jesus comes into play. It's being like Jesus in the presence. And then um, the, um, the ministry of presence is so big for me, but I'm not going into a community or I'm not going into a situation of command and conquer. Right. And, and I, the modern day, outside of nationalism, right? Because um, that's very, very prevalent, right? I had a long conversation with somebody this week about... Um, the continued effects of January 6th, right? And um, how, how that Christian nationalism continues to affect their community and um, affect the church world, right? It makes that kind of stuff makes our jobs harder. Um, yeah. But I, I always think back to outside of the really harsh and harmful, obvious ways that this is used to, to hurt and conquer and do things. Um, we've also taken this, this call to go make disciples of all the nations and, and used it as a spiritual manipulation. Um, think of all the hell houses that, um, kids are encouraged and talked into doing and all of these really brash and aggressive, uh, if you don't accept Christ in your heart, you're going to die and go to hell, uh, and burn there forever. Oh, or if you do that, I mean, just all of that. And it, it's truly, it's spiritual manipulation in the guides of go make disciples of all nations, right? And it's exactly what you said. Our call isn't to go and do that garbage. Our, our call is to build relationships. If we're going to be disciples of Jesus, by God, what did he do? He hung out with people. He got to know them. He built relationships, offered love, grace, and hope. And that's the call. 
go teach them to do the things that I did. These are the things I did. Um, and yet we slip into a uh, command and conquer, um, obey or else in very fear, fear-based relationships with God that don't work. Uh, they're as shallow as the day is long and uh, they cause way more harm uh, than anything good has ever come out of them. And that that's the danger with this kind of stuff, right? That's the danger with cherry picking. Uh, that's the danger with taking the stuff out of context and not reading the rest of the things that are around it, right? If we just yeah. take that and we don't read the rest of the words of Jesus, are we disciples? Are so, we following? So here's the thing, like something to think about too. So like, if we just want to take it in the context of the gospel of Matthew written for the sure. community that Matthew's written in, how does the question to ask is how does this line up with the sermon on the Mount? Mm-hmm. And, and you'll start to see how that can be a little bit troublesome in the sense of um, it's not the about the obedience. Jesus isn't saying, you know, be happy, be blessed, blessed are the, mm-hmm. because they do this, right? That idea of obedience that he's talking about there is the idea of love and servanthood and care for one another. But when I see those words obey, mm-hmm. to me, that's one of those like red flag words. Yeah. And so... I don't know. Like, I, I, I just don't. I'm of a fine mind that this is probably a later addition to the gospel. Yeah. Because thinking about how does this compare to the to the Beatitudes, you can you could start to see how there's some there'd be some troubles mm-hmm. uh, with this. Um, and you just kind of see that just in the tone. It's a it's a tambourine tone. In this. It, and it truly comes out of nowhere. They're not yeah. doing anything yeah. here. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's resurrection it's the women. And then now we're out on the, the mountain, right? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that, um, you know, we want to encourage you, like, as we talk about these, you know, we recognize like Zach and I both have used this. Like, I'm not going to say we've never used this to convey a message of go out into the world and make disciples. I'm not going to lie that we've, no. we've done that, but. And, I, and there's nothing wrong with that. If, if we live into the things that Christ teaches, right. But you can't just like in everything else, like we talked about with this, you know, this is our second trip in Matthew, by the way, in the series, we very rarely ever do something twice in a row, unless we're actually doing a full series on this. But when we think about this and we think about the larger context of what Jesus taught, like you have to live into that. If you're going to go make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, we have to live like Jesus. And so how do you live like Jesus? Well, the rest of the gospels uh, explain that to us. Right. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, that's the whole point, right? How do we, how do we find the fullness of what scripture is, is teaching us and offering us? And, and how do we push back on it a little bit? How do we live into it? Um, and how do we actually just sit and, um, and read it and be present yeah. with it instead of, oh, I heard this thing, it sounded cool, uh, and then go do with it whatever we want. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, we, we definitely have had some fun with this one uh, of, of like dancing around the idea of like, what does this mean to you? And so we want to reach out to you and ask you, when you read this set of scriptures here, you know, Matthew 16 or 28, 16 through 20, how does this speak to you? Let us know. Uh, you can do that through um, all the social media aspects, you know, leave a comment on our blog, leave a comment on the Facebook or wherever else you're listening to this, let us know. So that way we can try to our best to reach out to you. 
Um, or you can just email us at uh, beardedtheologians at gmail.com. Um, I want to encourage you to gauge with us on this. Um, and you can, there are many ways you can do that and um, encourage you to check out all of our past and uh, content that we have on there. It's a lot of great work up there. And you can find all that on uh, thebeardedtheologians.com. And so, um, Zach, do you have anything else to say before we bring us so close? Go, go and make disciples of all nations. <laughs> I actually thought you were going to say go Rockies, but <laughs> hey, I'm really excited about our team this year. So don't get me started. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say go Rockies, <laughs> um, uh, but you know we want to encourage you to live like Jesus in a way that people. Um, will want to live like Jesus as well. Yeah. And that's how we make disciples of Jesus Christ for yeah. the transformation of the world. It and is, so, you know, and that's how I end every service every Sunday of, of go, go from this place and share the love and grace of God with all people. Cause I think that's what it is for me. That's what it is. So with that in mind, thank you for listening. And so for the bearded theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm uh, Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.